fuck it, we'll do it live. Welcome back to Mediocre Reviews. And this week, Tyler's here. As always, hello. And we're also joined by Steve. I'm here. And this week, we're going to be talking about Bullet Train. We're going to try to change it up a little bit. We're not going to try to go over every little scene, so bear with us as we figure this out. Yeah, we're just kind of going to wing it, and we're just going to change it up a little bit, because the old way was starting to get a little boring. So now we're just a little repetitive. Yeah, so we're just gonna we're gonna wing it. So in Bullet Train, uh, five assassins aboard a swift moving bullet train find out that their missions have something in common. An unlucky assassin, Ladybug, played by Brad Pitt, is determined to do his job in the most peaceful way possible. (laughs) One too many gigs have gone off the rails, and his fate has other plans for him. A bunch of assassins have different objectives, but all have the same goal in the end, and it all winds up just being some large orchestrated fiasco fuck everybody it was good it was it was it was definitely a good movie it had me really confused for a majority of it i was kind of like i don't know what i'm watching but i like it i was cracking up the entire time i was watching this fucking movie brad brad pitt's character kills me half like half the movie he just has me dying just being like oh my therapist (laughs) i like that brad pitt's character seems like he's constantly forced to be there and i think that's probably like the best part about his character is that he 100 does not want to be on this train at all no he didn't want to fill in he's like i don't do these kind of jobs he's like i don't he's like why i think the throwing in of random actors was also really fucking funny i would say the the best cameo of the whole movie is channing tatum yeah i'll be <laughs> realized how many stars are in that movie until you look at the, the cast list oh, oh yeah there's oh, yeah. there are stars in that movie a lot so what's what's funny is uh bullet train has ryan reynolds in it for about like three or four frames mm-hmm. yeah and it's the same thing with deadpool so when they did <coughs> deadpool and brad pitt plays the uh invisible guy mr invisible or whatever, whatever you want to call him he paid brad pitt one cup of coffee to be in those like three or four frames of the movie so did he really yes it was <laughs> brad pitt was paid one cup of coffee to do that so in return he came in and ryan reynolds was in this movie for the few frames that he was in it when he it turns out that he is oh god what's the what's carter the carter. Yeah. carter the guy that basically this entire thing is carter's fault and that's why everything unfolds the way that it does <laughs> so. yeah, there, there is a lot of big people like joey king's pretty pretty famous she's up and coming bad Michael bunny shannon yeah bad bunny S- sandra bullock channing tatum Chan- yeah, dude channing tatum, tatum is always the sex slave or he has something to do with just some weird underlying gay theme and it's hilarious i just hey you want to make a quick 200 bucks is, is this a sex thing he's just like no oh oh yeah yeah sorry that i was just joking he's like i'm, I'm okay with that too yeah i think this i think this movie had just it had the right mix of things going on like it wasn't too much comedy and it wasn't too much action it was like a perfect blend and i think that having uh lemon and tangerine be like basically they're the reality check in this whole thing like they have no idea what the fuck is happening this entire movie brad pitt is just running around doing a bunch of crazy shit trying to get off of this train and he just gets super fucking 
unlucky every single time he does it. But he he claims he's so unlucky, but in reality, he's absurdly lucky. Like he um, no, that's he gets, the thing. He has bad luck, but it's still luck. That's the thing. Yeah. I say of all the people in the movie, I think hands down, Lemon is my favorite one of all of them. Lemon <laughs> is fucking Thomas the Train bullshit. If you uh, mention Thomas, Thomas the, tank the Tank Engine one more time, I'm gonna shoot you, you in the face. You, sir, are a fucking diesel. <laughs> I love how they break down, like, you even get a scene where he breaks down all the characters in Thomas the Tank Engine. He's like, you got Don, and Don's always this one. <laughs> I can't remember all the names. But I was like, we're really getting a lesson on Thomas <laughs> right now yeah dude thomas percy diesel gordon gordon all i know is don and thomas <laughs> and now because of this movie i know diesel yeah dude diesel oh my god see diesel well you know jumping back into thomas the tank engine diesels weren't always you know the worst of characters they were obnoxious as fuck though i feel like i have to look up like thomas and friends or whatever the fuck we're gonna have fuck. to deep dive oh, into yeah. thomas the tank engine lore next episode <laughs> to figure out this it's the gang the tank. Uh, yeah, now that I see a picture of Diesel, yeah, Diesel's always a dick. Yeah, Diesel is always a dick. The Magic Railroad is, is when Diesel's a big dick. Yeah, that's right. I know Thomas the Tank Engine movies. Fight me. I don't know a single one. Uh, so, if you could change one thing in this movie, Tyler, what would you change? Ooh. If I could change one thing, it would uh, probably be the backgrounds on the train. Uh, if you look through the windows a lot of the movie, it, does, it doesn't It does add up for the glimpses that you do get outside of the movie. Like, there's one scene where, like, the train is going, like, right at this big mountain. And then in the very next scene, you're in the train, and they're already, like, past the mountain, and you see it, like, way off in the distance. And there's times where, like, they showed it was, like, daylight, like, when they were at one of the stops. And then they're back in the train and it's nighttime through the windows. It was it was really kind of pissing me off. So I was looking at the goofs for this movie, kind of like to what you the effect of what you're talking about. And somebody was like, oh, yeah, like the train, it's dark out when they first get on the train. And then it's the morning time. The entire movie takes place over an hour. This isn't like a multi hour ordeal. This is like one hour because if you pay attention to the flashbacks when you find out that the, the girl what is it the hornet when you find out that the the hornet poisons the brother that was 47 minutes yeah so this is over the course of an hour normally i think somebody said that the trains normally start about six o'clock in the morning which means it would be dark outside if it was yeah, the it, morning time and it flashes back from dark to light like four different times throughout the movie so and i mean yeah. that was my biggest issue so what you would just fix the background yeah, like, it's it's the small things for me. Something like that, I'm like, all right, is it nighttime? Is it daytime? Because, like, the rest the rest was really good. I really enjoyed, like, the the whole thing building up with, um, I don't, I can't pronounce Japanese names, but uh, with him trying to avenge his son and, like, the grandfather was just such a badass, like, the whole time. Even though, like, he didn't really pop up in the movie till later. Like, I enjoyed everybody's stories and I enjoyed the way everything came together. I wish the hornet had a little bit bigger part of it because like they kept amping her up she killed the white that son like you see her take out like this whole the wedding it has the shortest backstory she has like the shortest backstory but you see like more of her effects than anybody else yeah she and causes so, like, the I most chaos she causes the most chaos on the train by far i do appreciate that uh that's the girl from x-force the lucky one huh? yeah <laughs> 
bitch. Say, hey, Steve, mm. what if there was something that you could change in here, what would you change? I would keep Tangerine alive. I was sad when he died. Yeah, I would it, like to it see... It broke my heart. I think I would like to see a, a, a prequel with Lemon and Tangerine. See, that just, or just like come, come alive would have been a spinoff, but, you know, they had to kill him. Yeah. I mean, it kind of made sense because, like, he let his emotions really get involved when, when, he, when he thought Lemon was dead. So, like, I kind of understand his death, mm. but I, I still was sad. I was like, no, my boys. Yeah. I all deaths that would hurt me the most yeah yeah I, th- I think the things that i probably that i would have changed is i definitely would have had the hornet have a little bit more of the backstory assuming that we saw the uh the the wolf we saw like the wolf basically grow up oh. like we watched yeah, his entire life death. yeah and then he dies in like 30 seconds so you know and then <laughs> but, you have nope. someone the hornet who's causing the most chaos and you give her like a 30 second backstory i really appreciated though every time they said the wolf whether it be maria talking to ladybug over the phone or him saying the wolf like if you pay attention even if it's in comp like normal conversation there was a wolf howl that played quietly in the background anytime the wolf was said and also she corrects him every single time that he he says his name wrong yeah you can you can't pronounce the name <laughs> yeah you can't pronounce any of the names in spanish that was something else that kind of bothered me he constantly talked about how he never forgets a face but yet couldn't remember the wolf and also every time after he killed him he kept like putting in different spots and different positions like with the bottom of his hand and hide the body yeah well, i was just like how i was like how are you gonna have a character talking about remembering faces but he doesn't remember like this whole wedding party that got like essentially like a spanish red wedding yeah yeah that was intense how, how did you guys like the twist that everybody the, was put on the train for a reason? I mean, it made sense because, like, the part that got me thinking, like, there was something bigger going on was when when the twins were talking and he was, like, he specifically asked us for the Bolivia job. But, like, they went over, like, all these, like, quick little glimpses of them, like, killing all these people. And, like, to me, it just seemed weird that, like, the Bolivia job, like, they really emphasized it. And I was like, all right, what? What's going on? I think it's funny that a lot of the characters on this bullet train have also crossed paths before the bullet train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the Hornet and uh, Ladybug at the uh, wedding. At the wedding. But then, you, and then you also had the wolf at the wedding. So there's three characters all in the same place at the same time. Then you have uh, Ladybug running into Tangerine, or I'm sorry, Lemon. Lemon. You had him running into Lemon. Yeah, Cam shot. I wish they explained that a little bit more because it seemed like Tangerine and Lemon were always together but tangerine wasn't there and it was just lemon so like i wish they kind of went into that like a little bit more like some of the backstories like they could have cut out like a majority of the wolf's backstory and like given it to anybody else dude they could make a movie just called before the bullet train nah (laughs) and then it's just like all the events that lead up to the bullet train because like we got a good amount of backstory with the white death like we got just enough for him got just enough (laughs) for like the grandpa and the son but like all of our main assassins, it was kind of like, yeah, here you go. Uh, Steve, what was your favorite cameo? Like, what was your like your favorite surprise cameo when someone just like popped up out of nowhere? I mean, the, the, my biggest surprise, if anything, had to be Ryan Reynolds first of all at the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, pops up. <laughs> I mean, my favorite has to be Bad Bunny. Like, I mean, I love him as, as an artist, and obviously him, just the whole character. I loved it. Oh, for, like, for, the, like for it. the wolf. Yeah, the wolf. Yeah. Uh, mine was definitely seeing uh, Michael Shannon. Yeah, Michael Shannon was a good one. That was hilarious. 
I, as soon as I saw, like, he took off the mask, I saw, I was like, Jesus Christ. Of all actors they could have picked. <laughs> I love Michael Shannon. Oh, though. dude, it was hilarious. I love it. It was a great choice. But still, I was like, there's no fucking way. Like, they got all these famous <laughs> actors in here. Especially when you're hearing it's a Russian this whole entire time. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, that's going to be Michael Shannon. <laughs> and Michael Shannon, it just seems like, he seems so gentle in all the other movies that he's in. And then you just have him as, like, the most ruthless dude alive. I mean, you say that, but my dude literally played General Zod. That's true. But he got his neck snapped, <laughs> so, you know, he died. Yeah. He's like, that's funny is, uh, you look at the, the cast, you know, on Google, whatever, and you look at the cast, I'll say all the names. First of all, there's no Chante in there, first of all. But on the third page, they give you the fucking Nancy Daly, who apparently played the annoying lady on the Kipun on the train. Oh my god, eat a bag yeah, okay. <laughs> eat a but bag like, of dicks. Just yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> that that whole scene fa- in the quiet car was fucking hilarious to me. That was my my favorite scene in the entire movie was definitely the quiet car, where he just looks at her and just goes, eat a bag of dicks, lady. <laughs> oh. She's just so shocked. She's like, oh. I'm sorry, I'm working on it. <laughs> what was your favorite scene, Steve? I guess we don't I'll just say the quiet car, honestly, because like, the whole thing was hilarious. They're fighting. Nobody notices the fucking fighting and then just trying to be quiet. Um, the whole thing with you trying to have a gun on the table but there's no actual gun. And then I just smash him in the head with the fucking laptop. Oh, yeah. Whole scene was, fun. Whole scene was great to me. Uh, Tyler, what was your favorite cameo? <laughs> um, originally, it was Channing Tatum because, like, that shit was just fucking hilarious when he's just like, even his walk is sexy, like. <laughs> but Michael Shannon did end up taking the cake for me. Like, once Michael Shannon, like, showed up, I was like, oh, Oh, let's fucking go. What originally it was like Channing Tatum for the funny factor, Michael Shannon for like the shock factor. Yeah, and what was what would you say was your favorite um your favorite scene? My favorite scene has it's probably the fight with the Hornet. Like he's like they're just going at it, and he like he sees her, and they just start duking it, and like she drops the syringe on his hand. It doesn't inject like fully. He gets her, and then like what? And then he steals the anti venom, and she's like, "Bitch!" And he's just like, do you, "Do you need some? Do you need some water? Do you want me? Do you want I me to hold your you hand?" Ha- I can't believe you don't have a backup. Who doesn't have a backup <laughs> to their backup? Yeah, he's like, "You gotta be more prepared." <laughs> I, I love how quick he was with that scene. Like he just immediately pull, realized that she didn't hit the plunger, pulls it out of his hand, just stabs it into her shoulder and just fucking smacks it down. Yeah, for like a guy who does like cash and grab runs, like he was he was pretty quick to react to a lot of things. Like even the fight with the wolf, the way he used the briefcase to like kick his ass, like he's he's quick with a lot of things. Oh, speaking of that fight scene, you took everything me. I don't even know you, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Can we just like talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> that that was hysterical like brad pitt's like comments throughout everything just had me dying and like i love when like the hornet like finally dies like she's graveling groveling bleeding and he's just resting on the couch with his hand on his cheek and he's like wow fate <laughs> Or when uh, Tangerine and uh, Brad Pitt are fighting in the uh, cart, and they stop because of the, uh, I the can't remember the person in the cart. No, person in the cart. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the lady. And then he makes Tangerine buy him a water because he used all and his money. Right in his head, <laughs> just bonks him in the head with it. Yep. That, that scene did have me dying, too. He's like, you got a water? No, no, like the one with the bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. And then bonk. Yeah. That, was, that was a good scene. That scene had me had me pretty good. What did, what did you guys think of the ending? I felt like the ending was a little 
drawn out. Just like, not by a lot, just by a hair. But I, I did really enjoy, like, the way the train derailed, the way, like, that, like they fucking can't speak. The way it went onto, like, another train, derailed that one. Completely demolished as, like, this little fucking town. And then fucking the White Death, like, trying to kill Ladybug. And he's like, dude, I'm not fucking Carter. And he's just like, and he finally understands that he's really not Carter after going through all that shit and he's still saying he's like god damn it and then he just, Hard, yeah. he just he, his head just fucking explodes yeah <laughs> yeah cause he used uh, the girl's gun Joey Joey King's pistol yeah Blew, blows his head up I like how uh, Lemon ran over uh, Joey King with the tangerine truck yeah truck truck full of uh, <laughs> tangerines yeah I think oh, that, I think the dynamic of of Thomas the tank engine being in that movie added to it quite a bit yeah i think like if they took out thomas the tank like a lot of the the funny would have went away because like even when um what's his name tangerine was dying he's telling ladybug he's like diesel diesel he's like what the fuck is a diesel like <laughs> yeah and then he sees the the diesel on her shoulder yeah lemon yeah yeah lemon puts the uh the diesel on her shoulder and that's when tangerine notices that she's a diesel i think it was like a really good good way to to kind of intermingle the characters so that this way they know what's going on and it's not like they just automatically know what's happening because yeah like it, tangerine it and lemon well. never really talk to each other again no no They're, after they split ways they didn't see each other yeah, they did, but they knew that uh, Joey King's character was a diesel. So diesel. Was, yeah, so you're uh, a fucking diesel. Fucking, fucking diesels diesel. are the worst. Yeah, cunning little bitches. Uh, uh, overall, Tyler, what would you give this movie? Overall, let's see. Out of like thirteen bullet train stops, I would I would give it like an like eight bullet train stops. Like I I did enjoy it. This is the second time I've seen it. Out of how many bullet trains? Bullet train stops. Yeah, how, how, not, how many? not the train stop. Yeah, eight out of thirteen. You said eight. Eight, eight out, out of thirteen. What an interesting one to pick. I like it. <laughs> what? What? The the number or the number? What's wrong with thirteen? Eight out of thirteen. Nothing. I'm just saying. It's like well, thirteen. That's, that's a almost lucky number. A, that's almost a half, dude. Uh, thirteen is a lucky number. So I was going kind of off a of ladybug's luck and stuff. I'll say I have I had a method to my madness. I'm so dude. That's like an eight. That's like a five. That's like a five point three out of ten. Yeah, because like I enjoyed it. This is my second time seeing it. I don't really feel like I'll watch it a third time. But like I did, like it. The first time was definitely a higher rating. Like the first time, I probably would have gave it like a ten out of thirteen because like it was just so entertaining. The second time, I started noticing like little flukes here and there. Like the jokes like didn't fully land the second time, and then like I found it less like the first half not as engaging, knowing what happens at the end because like for me watching it the first time like a lot of it was like not knowing what the fuck was going on and how like all of this was gonna come together and like what's the point of the briefcase like what's the point of all of this like that really kept me going whereas this time i was kind of like eh, I, I know what's gonna happen i was kind of like okay i just don't think it has a high rewatchability if that's a word replayability yeah what about you steve i give it a uh five out of seven five out of seven what bullets bullets oh okay. 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 I, I needed I needed a unit of management. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, this is a sense of movie. Um, I watched it I think three times now. Uh, once at Tax House, uh, once at my house, and then watched it yesterday just to make sure I was ready for the, the uh, review. I mean, honestly, it's good and all. I mean, I said it'd been more higher, you know, maybe Tangerine than Die. Not just me. Still mad about that. But, um, and uh, you guys 
Everybody, ever watch uh, Movie Sins on YouTube? No. Movie Sins is read the movie, movie apart, and oh, it's 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 fucking hilarious. Cause, like you never realize like how much is wrong in the movie. Like for example, like the movie he picked ticket up and drops it. And then there's no point showing the ticket then. But I mean, he's you know, the whole scene where he's like you know trying to you know avoid the conductor and all that shit. But uh, I mean uh, yeah, I said I gave it a five or seven bullets. I think it was a good movie, and uh, that's that. For you, Zach. Well, I I think it's nice to see Aaron Jackson uh, not in uh, Kick Ass. I think I think it's, it's nice. To, I think it's nice to see him progressing. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I had to rate this movie, I think I'm be, Aaron Johnson. I think I'm going to be generous. Out of uh, out of nine and a half diesels, I'm going to give it about three Thomas the Tank engines, which would be equivalent to roughly uh, eight diesels. Wait a minute. Tangerine so was Tangerine was was kick ass. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. Yeah, I like how Tyler was confused with the math, and Steve was confused with the fact that that Aaron Jackson <laughs> was in kick ass. His name maybe, is maybe Aaron the, Johnson. Sorry, I'm sorry. Aaron what I saw, but the, uh, maybe it's the beard. I, I never saw it. I never, I never realized that. He also, has, yeah, he doesn't have facial hair in that, and he doesn't have long hair. I don't know. The more look at it, I still can't see it, but I see it now. Huh. Are, you, are you just saying you see it now? Yeah, I'm on the best picture right now. I'm like, oh, no, I see it. Shit. Yo, did you know Brad Pitt was in Fight Club? That's, that's no how I way. feel about Steve right now. Okay. You know what? No more crying now. Love you. No, no, fuck you. Yeah, because then he, he was the, the main guy in Kick-Ass, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a, he was a superhero. Yeah, he's the, yeah, he's the, he's yeah, the main he's character. The, yeah. yeah. Now, do you guys think this movie had good or bad reviews? Uh, I know on IMDb it got like a 7.3 out of 10. So like, I I'm would gonna say, say like I'm going to say it has mostly high. I'm going to say it, flo- I mean, I can see it. It mostly floats over a 7. It doesn't really go higher than a 9. So it's like between 7 and 8, somewhat 9. Mm-hmm. But Cause I have I have four reviews here, like four of the different side three guys. And they're all a little mixed, honestly. Like on Google, it's a 3.9 out of 5, which isn't bad. No. Tyler said it's uh, IMBD, has 7.3. Mm-hmm. Out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has a 54%. Well, I don't... Rotten so, Tomatoes is always the big critic. I don't... Anything that Rotten Tomatoes says that is bad means that it's a somewhat halfway decent movie. Yeah. They are the worst judgment of movies I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, big facts. But, and then, uh, Comcast Media has it at 3 out of 5. Yeah, it's still, it's still decent. Well, one scene that we, uh, didn't talk about, but I will admit that I really did appreciate, like, appreciate in the movie was towards the end when you get a recap of the whole movie through the perspective of the Fiji water bottle. Yeah, that was a good that was a good tidbit there. Like at that scene, like I really enjoyed it. Was it was kind of funny. It gave you like a nice recap of like everything, and it was it was really well shot. That scene. It reminded me of Campbell's Soup, the old Campbell's Soup commercials. Oh yeah, where you would see it just rolling around. Do 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 as it's rolling down the street <laughs> yeah that's that's what i thought about that the entire time but i i did appreciate that uh that scene i thought that was really really i did, well. I did appreciate that about this movie they they had really good cinematography like i could imagine it's not the easiest trying to film an action movie inside a train like i can imagine that being kind of hard pretty tight but they did really well with the cinematography the action sequences they did really good do you think that there was a lot of method acting in this and that god you and your fucking method acting 
<laughs> do, you, do, you, I, do you think Nicolas Cage would fucking, be proud? He would be very proud. Fucking Nicolas Cage. Oh, well, you know, you heard it here first. The method acting in this movie. What didn't you like about the movie? I'll go first. I said it so many times already. Tangerine should not have died. <laughs> I, I would have never guessed. RB, my guy. Zach? You know, I'm gonna probably have to say it was the, the snake on the train. Yeah. It was kind of, the snake being on the train was pointless because I mean, it ultimately winds up biting Brad Pitt, but he already got the anti-venom. Yeah, it did nothing else. It did. What happened to the snake? I forget. He put it in the toilet, and then he wrote that's on the toilet, right. yeah, yeah. don't open snake. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I mean. I think that's probably, like, the, my least favorite thing about this movie is that the, the snake literally plays no role besides supplying the girl with venom. I mean, it, it's, like, legit loose on the train for all the long time. Probably, like, a half of and the movie. And nobody. Yeah, it's, like, a half to three quarters of the movie, like, this extremely, like, venomous snake is out, but you don't see it. Yeah. No. And then, and then, like it randomly shows up on one of the train cars. So the snake has been moving between train cars and didn't bite anybody through all the fucking chaos. Which again, I'm saying it has to do that. There's just fucking doors. Like you has to get to the next it's car. A, over. It's a pr- there's a pressure plate on the floor. Yeah. And you step on the pressure plate and it. It opens up the door. It doesn't require... The pressure plates don't require a lot to, to get it to go. I mean, the snake probably slithered by while people were walking through the train. I think it's you should say snake, though, but that's just me. Yeah, but... So that's not going to affect good. No, no, no. Oh, by all means, continue. No, that's actually probably the most is the, the snake. Like, you know, like, how to move around and, you know, that's just my okay. opinion on it. What about you, Tyler? Well, I was going to say the snake, but, you know, I don't want to repeat. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My, my other complaint would be when he found Ladybug with the suitcase using to find the phone app, and then when they show the screen, the dot is still, but yet they're on this high-speed train. Like, you don't see the maps moving at all. The map That's isn't true. even on a train track. It looks like it's on the middle of a fucking street. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, like, you could have just at least made that move. I did think that was pretty funny, though, that Brad Pitt looks at the phone and goes, oh, that's pretty neat. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's surprising. And then later on, he brings it back up. He's like, you should use the Find the Phone app. It's surprisingly accurate. <laughs> I do like how they reference back, like, little things that happen. They did really good on that aspect. Yeah, I, I think that the-, the movie overall was well put together. I think yes. it was it was executed three quarters of the way in in certain certain aspects and filming decisions yeah like the last like bit when they take off from the last train station from the white death like from there on it almost feels like someone else entirely directed it like the way everything just flowed after that just kind of it felt like season eight of game of thrones it just kind of felt like rushed and just kind of threw everything at you and it was just there rushed and jumbled yeah like it almost felt like they like ran out of time or something they were like all right let's just quickly get through this last bit steve is there anything else that you would like to add no not really Uh, i'd say let's watch a movie that's a good movie yeah it's it's, and definitely, I, it's definitely worth I still, yeah it's i still want to see, a, see a, uh, a prequel at least with uh tangerine lemon yeah I, I i would watch a prequel i would definitely watch a prequel as long as it's executed well i would i would definitely watch it i at the the only problem i have is with it is if they try to force the jokes between those two and not make it as seem as natural as it was in this movie. it was yeah they they came off like like they were method acting they <laughs> they felt oh like they were God. really brothers. <laughs> I know I I used your yeah, big old method my, acting. He used my word. Yeah, because like 
I forgot that they were like actors and like the way they mingled and like bickered and resolved, like they felt like real brothers. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? I would say just go watch it. It's a really fun time. It runs about what? It's like a two hour, five minute movie. It is exactly two, two, two hours, hours and seven. I was close. I was close enough. It, it's really, it's really well done. You get like some quentin tarantino intros where it's like the elder and it'll like show up some chinese lettering it'll be like the ladybug some chinese lettering which kind of gave me some quentin tarantino vibes but it's a really fun time it's a fun movie if you have two hours like you'll be definitely entertained for two hours yeah all right and next week is going to be uh tyler's favorite movie oh not i watched this movie once and i knew we had to do it because it's supposed to be a comedy made me absurdly uncomfortable the whole entire time it is called an evening with beverly Lufflin. and yes you have to put a space between Lufflin because it's two words stars audrey plaza um matt berry and my boy craig robinson i love craig robinson well that's gonna be next week so that's gonna be fun yeah let's see what happens i hope you're just as uncomfortable on the and yeah. I kind of hate myself for making me watch this again. Listen, if Audrey Plaza's in it, it's guaranteed to be just a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's cream That's what she's Audrey good Plaza, at, dude. All That's what it. she's fucking good at. All right. Well, <laughs> until next time, friends. Peace out. Peace out.